Hello, and welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Goldberg. All right, what's going on, fam? What's going on? Welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. I am your host, Cliff Gober, and uh, as we always do, let's kick this bad boy off with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you for this word. We thank you for everything that we are about to receive. We anticipate a life-changing word. When we hear it and we understand it, we make the decision to receive it for ourselves, apply it to our lives, and we know that the word is going to change our lives because it is designed to change our lives. From the inside out, we declare that no weapon formed against this time shall prosper. We declare that the will of God will be accomplished fully and completely. We declare that everyone is listening who is listening to this podcast, their ears are open to hear and their hearts are wide open to receive not just the word, but the word behind the word that's tailor-made for their individual lives. Those who are driving, keep them safe from all hurt, harm, or danger. And uh, God, we're excited about what you continue to do in our lives and through our lives into the lives of other people. We declare these things to be so by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. What's going on, good people? Y'all good? Everybody good? All right. I know it's a little crazy out there, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And uh, so we've got the third part of our series, Be Not Troubled. And uh, you might, if you can tell, I'm a little excited. (laughs) about what God is doing, uh, not only in our lives, but through this podcast. And and uh, I'm just so grateful to all of you who have been listening uh, over the year and a half or so. And um, man, it's just very, very cool to be a par- part of uh, God's plan uh, for his people. So uh, we're going to move into part three of Be Not Troubled, the series we started a couple of podcasts ago. Um, I was going to do a review, but the Holy Spirit is just leading me to just dive right in to this last portion. And uh, this last portion I've called the path to peace, the path to peace. And we're going to start with Philippians chapter four, and we're going to look at verses six and seven, uh, relatively familiar passages of scripture uh, for those of us who are what I'd call spiritual old heads We've been doing this for a minute. Um, I remember the first time I heard this scripture was actually not being preached or taught, but it was a song that I learned with the gospel group that I used to sing with back in the day. Shout out to the Taylor Evans Celestial Ensemble uh, back in Gary, Indiana. Man, I love you guys. That was that was such an awesome time. But the first time I heard this scripture was a song that we learned. And um, I didn't know it was in the Bible. Uh, it was just a cool song. And um, years later, um, as I grew and matured in the things of God and started really studying the word, I saw that scripture. I'm like, oh, man, that's the song we used to sing. And so it was nice to know that we were singing the word uh, even when we didn't know what we were singing. Well, I didn't know anyway. Some of the other people may have known. Uh, But anyway, let's look at Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7 says, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, 
will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. And um, yeah, let me read it out of the Amplified and then we'll focus in on verse 7 because it's verse 7 that really, that's the meat that we're working to get out of this because we're talking about, again, how do we be not troubled? Peace is the key to us being not troubled and it's the peace that passes understanding, right? So how do I get that? What's my path to get from troubled to peaceful? And this is one of the scriptures that we want to look at today to help us walk that path from where we are, where we may be, where our troubled heart is concerned, to the peaceful heart, right? So the Amplified of Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. I'm going to say that again. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. I'm going to say that one more time. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Now, anything <laughs> covers everything, right? There is nothing that we should be fretting about. We talked about fretting uh, in one of the earlier podcasts or being anxious or having anxiety. But there's nothing now are there things that come in our lives that can cause us to fret and cause us to have anxiety? Of course there are. But, but Paul is saying here, there is a remedy. There is an antidote. We're, we're living in, you know, coming to, there's a vaccine. <laughs> Just say it. That's available to believers so we don't have to fret or have anxiety. So he said, don't do that. Well, what am I supposed to do? I'm glad you asked. Here's the next part of it. But in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. So instead of fretting and having anxiety about any of your stuff, he says, in everything, by prayer and definite requests, with thanksgiving, make your wants known to God. That's the, the beginning of it. You, you, you can't get to the place of peace if you're still wrestling with the fret and the anxiety. Right? I think I have another... Uh, don't have it with me. I think I might take, but, but another translation says, take your worries and turn them into prayers. I think that's the message translation. Take your worries and anxieties and turn them into prayers. The thing that you're anxious about or the thing that you're fretting about, rework that thing and turn it into a prayer that you bring to God, make it known to him with a heart of thanksgiving. It's not with a heart of fear. It's not with a heart of anxiety. It's not with a heart of complaining or grumbling. It's with a heart of thanksgiving. So what that forces us to do is find something to be thankful for in the middle of our anxious situation. Because I've got to have a heart of thanksgiving. That's the, that's the key, I believe, to restructuring that thing into a prayer that I come from a place of thanksgiving. I don't come from a place of anger or frustration or fretting or whatever. I come from a place of thanksgiving. So what, what is it going to take for me to get to a place of thanksgiving? I got to think about some things that I'm thankful to God for. 
And as I think about the things that I'm thankful to God for, and I begin to pray about what I'm anxious about, then we move into verse 7. And in the Amplified, he says, And God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul, assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God, and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that's that peace. And basically what he said, we're going to give you the cliff translation. He said that tranquil state of a soul that means no matter what's going on, I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm settled in my relationship with God, right? I'm not, I'm not afraid of God. I'm good with whatever, whatever was going on. I'm not good with what's going on, but I'm good, comma, with what's going on, right? I'm going to change it up. I'm not good with what's going on, but I'm good in the middle of what's going on because I'm settled and rooted in my relationship with God. I know God's got me. I know God's lo God loves me, right? I'm thankful for what he's done. And now in that in that heart of thanksgiving, whatever's going on, it, I'm, my thankful heart cools me out. It just chills me out because I start thinking, you know, the, 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 the older saints will say, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what the Lord has done. And see, when you start thinking about, and there's, and there's another phrase that they use in church, when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, thank God for blessing me. So when I, when I shift my thinking to a place of thanksgiving, now I can take the things that I'm concerned about, anxious about, I can take them to God. God's peace now comes over me. Right. Um, I think one translation talks about that. The peace of God is like a, a, a like a, a armed guard around your heart, like uh, an, a, an armed guard around your heart. I think there's a different phrase that they use, but that's the intent of it. It's an armed guard around your heart. The peace of God. And, you know, the trans the, the King James says it, it passes understanding. I can't even tell you why I'm chill in the middle of this crazy time because the peace of God has guarded my heart because I'm settled in my relationship with him. I'm not afraid of him um, and I'm, I'm, I'm content with my earthly lot. And he says that peace transcends all understanding and it shall garrison, here it is, garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's going to be a mounted guard. It's going to be a garrison. It's like peace soldiers, right? Guard your heart. And it does not let the fretting and the anxiety and the fear in. Because you've taken the steps to get to peace. Being in a place of thanksgiving. Turning your anxieties into prayers. Bringing them to God. Knowing that there is nothing in our lives that's too big for him. I think we talked about this in the last podcast, magnifying the Lord, making God bigger than your circumstances in your mind, because he is bigger than our circumstances. 
We just have to remind ourselves that he's bigger than our circumstances. That's what, for me, that's what magnifying the Lord is. It's reminding myself how big my God is and how much bigger my God is than my circumstances. Now, my circumstances may be bigger than me, but they are not bigger than my God. I'm reminded of David. Uh, when he went to fight Goliath. It was obvious that Goliath was bigger than David. But David understood that Goliath was not bigger than his God. Goliath was bigger than him, but he was not bigger than his God. So you may be facing some things that are indeed bigger than you, but they are not bigger than your God. And when you remind yourself of those things, when you remind yourself of how big your God is, when you remind yourself about the things that you are thankful that God has done for you, even infinitesimal little bitty seemingly small things, like, 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 like the saints of old would say, he woke me up this morning. I'm thankful. He started me on my way. I'm thankful. I got a, I'm clothed in my right mind. I'm thankful. Right? My bed wasn't my cooling board. I'm thankful. It's Shekata. I'm thankful, man. Now, God, I got this issue. I'm thankful. So now I got this issue. And I'm bringing it to you because you know what to do. You know how to lead me. You know how to guide me. Speak to my heart and let me know what's going on. Because now I'm in a place of peace. Peace is guarding my heart. Now I'm, I'm, I'm in a place now where I can hear from God. I might be listening to a podcast. I might be listening to a sermon. I might be listening to gospel music or worship music. I might be watching television and a commercial comes on and speaks to me. And I'm open to hear it now because I'm in a peaceful place. Because I took the path to peace. I did not allow myself to stay in a place of fretting or anxiety. I took that stuff that got me anxious and with a heart of thanksgiving, I gave, I turned it into a prayer and I gave it to God. And then the peace of God surrounded my heart and my mind. And now I can hear instructions and directions from God. Whether it comes from the inner voice of the Holy Spirit. Whether it comes from a word that I read or study. Whether it comes, whatever source it comes from now. I, my ears are more sensitive to hearing it because I'm in a place of peace. And, and it's hard to hear from God, God when your heart is all anxious. It's really hard to hear from God when you're in a place of anxiety. It's hard to hear from God when you're in a place of anxiety. I remember reading about Joshua and they lost a battle uh, uh, against the people of Ai. And for three days, Joshua was in mourning because they had never lost a battle. It took three days <laughs> for God to finally go, hey, man. Calm yourself down. Come here. Let me talk to you. Let me tell you what's been going on. Right? Three days of fretting and, and mourning and stressing out and freaking out. And all it took three days for, for, for Joshua to get to a place where God could talk to him. That's what anxiety can do. It can it can increase the volume of our situation, making it hard to hear the still small voice of God. But when we do those things to take the path to peace and we get in that place of peace, now he can talk to us and give us perspective. He can give us instruction. He can give us comfort. He can give us encouragement. He can give us whatever we need to be able to walk that thing out now. Amen. Now, we go down, we stand Philippians. Boy, that was good. I'm going to listen to this again. 
<laughs> who stay in Philippians and go to verse 8. And, uh, oh, yeah, that's all we got. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, we're finishing up. That's all we got. Okay. Uh, I see. I see. I see. I see. I see. I see. All right. So I started at the end, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna go back and and look at some things. All right. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. So I'm gonna save Philippians four and eight for the end. Let me go back to John. John chapter fourteen, and we're gonna look at verse twenty seven. All right, John chapter 14, verse 27. I should have started with this, but it's all good. I'm, I'm just flowing here. Yeah, we're just flowing. John chapter 14, verse 27. Now, this is Jesus speaking just before he uh, goes through his passion. And uh, he's talking to his staff right before he leaves. And uh, he says in John 14, verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. There it is again, the title of our whole series. Let not your heart be troubled. Be not troubled. Because, Jesus says, I'm leaving something with you that will not allow you, that you can use to keep from having a troubled heart. My peace. I'm going to give you the peace that you've seen me operate in in these past three years. When, 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 when Pharisees and lawyers were coming at me with all of these questions trying to trip me up, when crowds of people were bumping into me and pushing me, when I was tired and I wanted to get off to myself, but my compassion led me to heal other people, the, the 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 type of peace that you saw me operating in while I was operating in ministry and living and sleeping and eating with you, right? That peace I'm giving to you. I'm not going to give the peace that the world gives. That peace can be given and taken away. This peace is going to stay with you as long as you stay with me. You stay with me, my peace will stay with you. Now you get away from me, my peace is still available to you, but it may not be staying with you. And then that's, that's what we'll have to do. We'll have to do Philippians 4, 6, and 8, 6, and 7, that we have to, to get, yeah, that's good, Lord, to get the Jesus peace back. We're going to have to take those things that cause anxiety and cause us to fret, turn them into prayers, and give them to God. Now that Jesus peace, that is, that is the peace that goes beyond understanding, comes back and guards our heart. All right. But if we stay with him, his peace will stay with us. But even if we get away from him, his peace is still available and we can take the path to peace to get back in the place of Jesus peace. Boy, that's good. That's good. Right. All right, so I want to look at that in two more translations. The Amplified Translation of the end of verse 27 says, Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Watch this. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed 
and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Wow. Jesus is saying here, do not let your heart be troubled Neither let your heart be afraid. We have the ability to either be troubled and afraid or not be troubled and afraid. And he says, stop allowing yourself, stop allowing yourselves to be agitated. I just had a situation yesterday that came up. And, and what came to me allowed me to, be, I, 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 I had the opportunity to be agitated. Agitated. <laughs> and for a brief moment I was and then I went you know what no I'm not going to be agitated I'm not you know and I took the thing to God right and he gave me a word and he gave me perspective and he said he was cool with my decisions and so I'm not going to be agitated. Now, I continued to think about it, and I, I had to stop rehearsing what was going on in my mind, and it just happened yesterday, so I'm still kind of, no, no, I'm not thinking about that. I'm good. God's good with me. We're all good. It's all good. I'm not going to be agitated at this. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to let him handle things that I cannot handle, and I'm going to go on about my business. Right. But I could have continued to allow myself to be agitated. I definitely could have allowed myself to be disturbed. Right. But I didn't. And that didn't mean, just, you know, listen, I'm still learning this stuff, too. And where I am in my life now, I'm there because I had to learn this. I didn't come out of the womb peaceful. Trust me. Trust me. I think I've shared before. I used to be the hothead. I used to be the guy that had to calm down. I used to be the guy that had to pull over in the corner before I went crazy and buck wild and tore up stuff. That used to be me. And getting in this word and getting an understanding about that we don't have to have, we don't have to have troubling circumstances cause us to be troubled. We don't have to be agitated. We don't have to be disturbed. We don't have to be fearful. We don't have to be intimidated by anything. We don't have to be cowardly, and we don't have to be unsettled. We can be, because we're human. Somebody says, well, I'm only human. Not if you're a child of God. You have access to superhuman resources. Now, does that mean we don't fall into our humanity from time to time? No, no. but we don't have to stay there. Just because everybody else is stressed out, you don't have to be stressed out. Just because everybody else is intimidated by the situation, you don't have to be intimidated. Again, we go back to David. It's a great example. The whole Israel army was intimidated by Goliath. His brothers, the king, the, <laughs> the soldiers, the officers, the generals, everybody was intimidated by this guy. David goes, I'm not intimidated by him. He doesn't have a covenant with God. I do. Right? If you've read it and he says, you know, uh, who, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who defies the armies of the Lord? What is he saying? Uncircumcised back then meant you didn't have a covenant with God. And David understood, we have a covenant with God. Why are we intimidated by this guy? And if you guys are intimidated, that's cool. I'm not going to be intimidated. 
because God is with me and God is for me. And I've seen God work in my life with the lion. And I've seen God work in my life with the bear. And David said, that uncircumcised, uncircumcised Philistine, he's going to be like one of them. I'm not intimidated. I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of you. Let's go. I'm not scared of you. God is with me, and he's bigger than you. He, you may be bigger than me, but my God is bigger than you. I got this as long as I stay with him. And it puts me in a place where I don't have to be fearful. And I don't have to be intimidated. And I don't have to be cowardly and unsettled. Oh, Lord, what are we going to do? We're going to stand. We're going to trust God. And we're going to move forward. And if it doesn't work out the way we thought it was going to work out, we're still going to trust God. We might be a little frustrated, but we'll still trust God. Right? Uh, 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 Fred Hammond has a song and part of the song says if it don't work out my way I will still give him a, I'll still give him the praise because he's an awesome God right he's an awesome God I trust in him both night and day and when I'm down I call his name and if it don't work out my way I will still give him the praise I'm not going to be intimidated I'm not going to be fearful I'm not going to be cowardly so don't allow yourself to, come on, come on, man. We got God on our side. I know it looks rough. I know it looks crazy. I know it looks like to some of you that God is not around, but he's right there. Lean on him. Trust in him. I think part of what we're going through right now is to help remind the people of God that we are not to depend on our own strength. That we have to lean and depend and rely on him. To get us through this. You can't rely on your own hustle no more. Not like you used to. You can't rely on your own resources anymore. Not like you used to. No, right now, we got to rely on God. Those of you who don't have jobs, you got to rely on, job, on God to bring resources into your life. To make sure those children are taken care of. To make sure that the, the, the running of the house is, is smooth between the homeschooling and the computer schooling and the working from home and, and, the, and the meals and, and taking care of the car and buying the groceries. All of the logistical things that have to happen. Man, we got to lean on God for his wisdom, his plans, his peace. Don't allow this stuff to get you agitated. I know it can don't allow your circumstances to get you disturbed. I know they can. But don't allow it. That might be the thing you have. You know what? I'm not allowing this to get me bothered anymore. God, you know what this is. You know how to handle this. You know what I need. I'm going to sleep. I'm not doing it anymore. I've had enough. I've had enough. I'm not going to be agitated anymore. I'm not going to be intimidated anymore. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to read these scriptures in every morning when I wake up. I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to do my best to love people to the best of my ability. And I'm going to go about my business. And wherever you take me, I'm rolling with you. That, that, that's the attitude. Amen. All right. The Passion Translation of uh, John 14, 27 says, I leave the gift of peace with you. My peace not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear 
or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Wow. Wow. Be courageous. See, there's a choice. You can be fearful or troubled in your hearts, or you can be courageous in your heart. And understanding that God is with us is the thing that helps us to be courageous in our hearts, to be as courageous as David was, to be as courageous as Joshua was, to be as courageous as Peter and Paul as they went forth carrying out their assignments. You do the same. You do the same. All right, I want to go to John 16 and 33. John 16 and 33. John 16 and 33 says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I love this in the Amplified. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. Perfect peace and confidence. And then look at what he tells them. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. Boy, ain't that the truth. (laughs) In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. If anybody told you once you become a Christian you don't have any more troubles, that is not true. I think in one of the Psalms, he says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. In another Psalm, Jesus, I mean, God says, uh, I, I am a very present help in a time of trouble. Right? In Psalms 91, he says, I will rescue, I will be with you in trouble. I will be with you in trouble. Right? So in the world you have, we have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration absolutely but here's the good news but be of good cheer take courage be confident certain undaunted why why jesus are you telling me to be of good cheer in the middle of tribulations trials distress and frustration here's why for i have overcome the world i have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. That's why Paul says in Romans chapter 8, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loves us. So he's overcome the world, so we've overcome the world. Jesus deprived the world of power to harm me, and Jesus deprived the world of the power to, uh, and Jesus has conquered it for me. He's deprived the world of power to harm me, and he's conquered the world for me. I think he says when he comes, when when he's resurrected, he says, all power in heaven and earth is in my hands. And I think that that word power there meant authority. Okay? So, So we are in him. It's like if I'm in an airplane, I can fly 500 miles an hour at 35,000 feet. I can't do that on my own. But because I'm in the plane, whatever the plane can do, I can do. So since we are in Christ, whatever he has done, we have done. So if he has deprived the world of its power to harm me, then as again, as the old saints used to say, and the world can't do me no harm. 
But we have to believe that. We have to believe that, fam. Because in the world we have tribulations and trials and distress and frustration. But we have to believe that Jesus has taken care of all of that. And when I'm in him, I can overcome it. Why? Because I have access to the Father through him. And when I have access to the Father, I have access to the Father's wisdom. I have access to the Father's perspective. I have access to the Father's favor. I have access to the Father's help. I have access to the Father's divine connections. And when we are in him and we take advantage of being in him, we find ourselves operating in peace right in the middle of tribulation, right in the middle of trials, distress, and frustration. So it's the Jesus peace that passes understanding that can take us from a frustrated heart to a peaceful heart, that can take us from a a distressed heart to a peaceful heart can take me from an undaunted, uh, 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 what's the word I was looking for? Uh, An intimidated heart to a peaceful heart. From an unsettled heart to a peaceful heart. Trusting in Him. Leaning on Him. Understanding that He has obtained a peace for us that allows us to walk right in the middle of crazy situations and deal with them, navigate our way through them. Taking one step over here, stopping, take another step over here, take two more steps over here, back up three steps here, and little by little, step by step, he helps us to navigate through crazy situations with great peace that passes understanding. And then people come back afterward and say, how are you able to deal with all of that? I just saw you so peaceful. Weren't you afraid? Eh, yeah, a couple of days I was kind of scared. Well, what happened? You you were just so peaceful. You just handled things so well. Man, I had to lean on God. I had to lean on God. I had to let him talk to me. I had to I had to make sure I kept praying about stuff and not complaining about stuff, you know, cuz the word says ba 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 and I had to cling to that word and I had to put that scripture, on. you know. These are the things we work the faith this is, this is what Paul says, the fight of faith, the good fight of faith. We have, to, we have to go to war, man. We have to fight the good fight of faith. This stuff doesn't just come to us because we're Christians. We have access to it because we're Christians. But it doesn't automatically get applied to us just because we're Christians. If it did, we wouldn't have to have all this stuff that Paul wrote. And James and Luke and all these guys wrote this stuff. We wouldn't need it because it would just come to us. In the Old Testament, they didn't have all of this, but they did have angel manifestation. They had prophets, you know, that 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 God would speak to the prophet or God will bring the angel. And the angel or the prophet would deliver the thus saith the Lord. There's always been heavenly resources available to us. But as New Testament believers, faith is the thing that connects us from the unseen to the seen realm. It connects the things that are unseen into the things that are seen. It connects, it makes, it makes the promises of God realities in our lives. Faith 
having confidence in what the word says, having confidence in what the what the Holy Spirit is telling us. Right? That's what it takes. That that's what it takes. And trust me, man, I've been in some crazy situations and 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 you know, I was able to get through it. And then there was a moment in a real 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 tight place God had me in. I lost my peace. And I lost my joy. And that's when I got scared. Because I'm like, ah, my foundation is being cracked right now. And I felt it. And I remember I was in a meeting and, and um, during that time. And, and God showed up in an amazing way and gave me more than what I needed um, from God's people. Uh, but a buddy of mine, his wife, was, was talking to him. And he's like, where did his smile go? What happened to his smile? His smile is gone. I, I was I was in a tough place, man. But God knew where I was and he knew what I needed and he gave me what I needed to help stay in a place of peace. And I'm I'm eternally grateful to him um, for being with me in that place. Leading me in that place, I was really frustrated and I was kind of mad at him. Can I can I just be real? I was a little mad at God. <laughs> I was a little mad at God. Um and when it was all over and I apologized, he said, son, you never have to apologize to me for being human. Right. And um, but at, at every at the lowest moments in my life, he came and God, I praise you. At the lowest moments in my life, he came and gave me what I needed to keep going. And I'd, I'd get all I'd get OK and I'd be all right. And I would dip into another low moment. And he was right there, gave me what I needed to keep going. That's why I can speak on this stuff with such confidence and such passion because I know it works because I've had to apply it to my own life. I had to eat my own cooking, right? And and little by little, step by step, make my way. And he brought people into my life that delivered a word. And, and I remember I had a, uh, a dear sister of mine who used to live in Los Angeles and she had moved and and um, uh, she came back for a visit and and we had breakfast, and I was just at a loss as to why I was in the situation I was in. And I'm telling her everything, and she goes, oh, I know exactly why. I go, well, please, <laughs> illuminate your boy. She said, oh, this is an obe obedience test. And as soon as she said it, I, I'm like, that's right. That's what this is. That's what this is. Will you obey me even though it leads you into the wilderness to be tempted by the, by the, uh, by the devil? As, as what happened with Jesus right after he was baptized. The Bible said that he was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Now somebody said, that's not God. That was exactly God. Because he had to pass that test of temptation before he could be released into the world to do ministry, to, do, to carry out his assignment. And some of you guys are resentful of your test. But you can't pass the class till you take the, pass the test. They don't promote you to the next class till you pass the test. And you have to apply all that you've learned to pass that test. Right? This Bible study and learning and growing, it's not just for knowledge. It's for application. And when the test comes, you apply what you've learned and you pass the test. Right? So, so don't be mad about the test. It's an, it's, it's an indication that you're about to pass the class and move on to the next level.
and move on to doing the, the next thing that God called you to do. Or you're moving on to the thing that God called you to do at the next level. See, I can take a math class on one level. I pass that class. I'll take another math class, but it's at another level. Right? I go from algebra to algebra 2. I go from algebra 2 to geometry. I go from geometry to trigonometry. Right? I know some of your heads are starting to hurt right now. I'll stop. I'll stop. It's cool. <laughs> right? But we pass the test at one level so we can operate at the next level. And so don't 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 be angry about the test. Just buckle down, do your studying, take the test and pass it. Pass it so God can move you on to the next level of ministry and assignment. Amen. All right. All right, let's finish up with uh, we're going to go back to Philippians 4. We're going to look at Philippians 4 and 8. We'll finish with this because I have it here in my notes. And in conclusion, <laughs> and that's where we are, Philippians 4 and 8. He says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. I'm going to read it again. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now, you've already done the things that get you to the path of peace. Now he's saying to stay in that place, pay attention to things that are noble, just, pure, lovely, things that are of good report and not a bad report. Maybe you need to stay away from the news for a couple of days. You know, it ain't a whole lot that's going to change in two days. And if it is, trust me, you'll find out about it, right? Start focusing on the good things. Start focusing on the pure things. It might not be a lot of those things in your life right now, but if there is one, focus on that. Right? Meditate. Think on these things. Now, the voice translation says, Finally, brothers and sisters, fill your minds with beauty and truth. Oh, man, I like that. And I'll add this. In a time of cynicism and ugliness, in a time of lies and falseness, fill your minds with beauty and truth. Then he says, meditate on whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good, whatever is virtuous, and praiseworthy. See now in this time of social media and 24 hour news and all kinds of stuff coming at us, scroll up, scroll down, Instagram, all of this stuff. There's nothing wrong with those things, but if those things are not helping us fill our minds with beauty and truth, we don't need to we don't need to take that stuff in, especially if we're going through a difficult time. You don't want to be going through a difficult time watching stuff that's going to make you feel worse than you already are. Does that mean I'm living in denial? No. 
It just means I'm focusing on a different type of thing to help keep me in the place of peace. So I can navigate through these times of trouble and get on the other side of it. And to continue to be a blessing to other people while I'm in this terrible, terrible time. All of us are in a terrible time. There's terrible stuff going on. There, there are things going on. I can't even imagine how dark and crazy it is. Right? And everybody's dealing with something. But God is saying, if you think on the things that have beauty and truth, go take a walk. Go watch the sun go down. Go watch the sun come up. Go smell some flowers. Literally, go smell some flowers. Take a drive. I, I was just I just spent a couple of days in a place out here in California called Lake Arrowhead. Amazingly beautiful place. And I went up there for a day, spent the night, took a boat ride along the lake, came back. But it was so amazingly beautiful to see God's beauty at work. Took pictures talked to people, had a great breakfast, nice drive, no hurry, amazing views up in the mountains. It was amazing. So I can fill my heart with those things. So when I come down and have to deal with stuff that I have to deal with in everyday life, just like everybody else, I can think about those things. I can think about God's beauty. I can take a drive, right? I can drive along the beach. Somebody said, well, you're just lucky. You, I don't live nowhere near no water. Well, come on, man. Find something. Find something. Find something noble. Find something just. Find something pure. Pull yourself out of that stuff. Get out of the house. Take a bike ride if you can. I know we're on lockdown and we can't do a whole lot of stuff, but we can do something. You can do something. And if you can't think of anything, that might be a good prayer. God, help me to, to do something. Show me some stuff I can do. Make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Go make some chocolate milk. Go buy a shake. Go eat a cheeseburger. I know you're on a diet. Go eat a cheeseburger with extra cheese. <laughs> go watch a clean comedy special. Right? Watch. Go pull up one of your favorite sitcoms. All kind of stuff is on streaming right now. Go go pull out those old board games. Play some Monopoly. Shoots and ladders. It's something you can do. Go outside and play some catch. Put together a kickball game. Be socially distant. Go play some kickball. Find something to pull you out of that troubled place. Because you don't have to be troubled. You don't have to be. And God has given us resources to allow us to not be troubled. Or, as the title of the series is, to be not troubled. Amen? And I'm going to end right here. <laughs> Man, I know this is going to be a blessing to you guys. I know it has been a blessing to you guys. Um, this is the first time I've done a three-part series. So you may want to pull back and or go back and listen to the first two parts and Get a good review if this is the first one that you heard. Go back and pull up the other two podcasts. Usually I do a little review, but like I said earlier, I wasn't really led to do that uh, today. So we just jump right in. All right. We good, fam. Ain't nobody mad at me, right? Y'all, if, you, if you're mad at me, just pray for me. Just pray for me. Just pray for you, boy. I need it. I really do. I need it. <laughs> 
I've got to go. i got to get out of here, man. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time on the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. God bless you guys. See you next time. Peace. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, you can do so via email at clifftalk 63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.